everybody. I hope you're having a great day. Hey, I wanted to share a video with you. Um, it's actually a training on time management. And so it's something that I, I hope will, that, I, that I know will have some good information in there for you uh, to help you during, uh, especially during this time, manage your time um, in, in, in a little bit better way. Uh, at least be, uh, be more empowered to take over your, your calendar, set boundaries, and, um, and, and be as effective and productive as, as possible. Now, the way that this training is done, though, it's actually done, uh, it's, it, it's, a, it, it's a session that I have with a group that, um, it's an organization group that we're taking through the Impact Launch System, and uh, we're in kind of the active accountability phase and um, but along with that we're providing training to them and so this is an interactive training with a group so th this is kind of twofold a it's going to give you give you some value but then it's also going to give you some insight into in, into the inside of impact launch and so this group is it, it's a it's a group of staff um, within an organization that were selected to be to go through impact launch um, these are potentially the future leaders of this organization. And so we were taking uh, this organization through an intensive strategic planning process. From that, what we realized is that all of their head, their, their key staff, their executive level staff over the next three to five years will all be at retirement age, a majority of them, at least over 50%. So uh, what we determined was is that they have a succession um, policy but they didn't have a real plan and so what we're doing is we're using impact launch to identify the future leaders of this organization so i wanted to give you insight and in what it's like to interact and and and, and be a part of, of on that side of uh of impact launch so anyway i hope you enjoy it let's watch it now so but anyway let's uh what i want to do i'm going to go ahead and share my screen and i want to uh go through the time management and as we go through it i you know just like with anything i want this to be a, a conversation so if you have um, a thought or a question or anything as we go through it just you know feel free to speak up and and jump in on that okay so um the reason why I want to make sure that we do talk about time management is because really when we went through the goal planning process with you all, uh, a lot of your goals did center around um, the aspect of being able to have and, can, and, and manage your time a lot better. And, uh, and so and just by nature of the work that all of you do, I think sometimes you can find yourself running around putting out fires a lot and sometimes it can jump in the way. And so um, I felt like all of you had, had, indi had indicated um, to a certain extent that you would like to, you know, maybe get some tips and some tricks or whatever, you know, on, on how to manage your time, take control of your schedule a little bit more. And, um, and, and, and in turn, you know, create, uh, you know, enhance your productivity in the roles that you're playing. So with that, you know, I, I wanna make sure that we get a chance to go through this, uh, time management training in full um, all together. So first thing that, um, that I wanna talk about is uh, the definition of time management. So time management, it's, it's simple. It's the ability to use one's time effectively and, product, and, and productively, especially at work. And so uh, the quote underneath that says, time management is the key to efficient working. And so the whole idea, the whole objective behind time management, the whole reason why it's important 
is because I think we, I mean, we all desire to be able to use our time more effectively and be more productive in the work that we're doing, especially the work that y'all do because it's, it's so important and, and it matters so much to a lot of people, uh, a lot of your clients in their lives. And so being able to be effective in the way that you manage your time is, um, is, is important and it's key. The other thing with that too, and, and why this is important is because as it relates to, you know, the whole, the whole purpose behind Impact Launch for, um, for PCS is, you know, it is to develop leaders. And so um, if you, you know, if, if, if anybody is going to be an effective leader, um, time management is, is, is key. Uh, you have to be able to manage your time appropriately. Uh, because um, the more responsibility you have, the more there are people buying for your time. And so you have to be able to be effective in that in order to stay productive, um, but also set boundaries and, and, and be, able to, um, be able to manage that more effectively. That'll make you a better leader. That's a part of creating you know, the habits um, that all leaders have that, that, that make them successful. And so um, so with that being said, um, that's why I feel like it's important again. And so I want to talk about some of that, some tips and tricks, some ways that you can set boundaries and some ideas. And then I want us to talk through it and, and really let you kind of tell me what you feel is something that you could actually do uh, and implement and something that maybe you feel like it may be a struggle and, and we'll just, we'll just work through it. So uh, the importance behind time management also um, are the, are the implications. And so, you know, when you're not effectively managing your time, it affects you in all areas of your life, mentally, physically, uh, with your family, professionally. If you are constantly running around with your hair on fire, feeling like you're behind, always trying to play catch up and you're not taking that proactive stance towards how you, how you manage your time and how you do your work, it's going to affect you in all these areas and, um, some more than others. But an example of that is, um, where we see, where, where I think all of us can see it the most uh, would be with our family. Um, you know, it, th there's an old saying that, you know, uh, when, when I'm at the beach, I'm thinking about my emails. When I'm, when I'm sitting there doing my emails, I'm thinking about the beach. Like you're, you're always like, you're just not present. And, and when, you, when you don't manage your time effectively, it creates a situation where you can't be present. Um, this is a big thing for me because presence is, is one of my values. Uh, it's something that I value no matter whether I'm at work or, or if I'm, um, or if I'm, you know, with my family, one thing that I always want to do is to be present and to not let my mind wander because when that happens, I'm not a hundred percent effective in what I'm doing. And so, um, I think this is a, this is an issue with a lot of people. I don't know. I mean, does anybody, does anybody experience that pretty regularly? Uh, do you find yourself uh, being affected in any four of these areas uh, because of time management? All four. All four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, yeah. And it, I mean, it, it, it's such an important thing. And see, the problem is, is that, you know, we want to be, as efficient and effective as, 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 as possible and in all the work that we do, but also in our personal lives uh, and then have freedom from all the stress and the business. Um, we want to just have time 
Um, but at the end of the day, we just, I, I think it's, I think we all desire to have control and independence in our lives. Um, we we want to have that freedom, but it but it's a hard thing because you know really in America alone, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. I did this uh, I did this before, you know the whole pandemic thing, the, the COVID deal. But we do have an issue in America. It's 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 a busy epidemic, you know. So think about this: How many times do you ask somebody, "Hey, how's everything been going?" And and the answer is, "Oh my gosh, it's just so busy." I'm just been so busy. I've been running around. Um, and I think it's kind of interesting for a lot of people, this pandemic has created a situation where it's made them not as busy, but then with some people it's made them even busier. Um, and Maggie, I think you can, I think you can attest to this. Um, Maggie, you've been on webinar after webinar after webinar during this deal. It's, it's almost just made you busier, right? Right. Well, I've been on two already this morning besides this one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and it's just back to back, you know, eight o'clock in the morning and then nine o'clock and then this one. And as soon as here, I probably won't even make all of this. I saw, then I have to get on a new one. And it's like, uh, I have no time now. Yes. Yeah. Less time than ever. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're, a, we're a busy society and, um, but where that creates some problems is oftentimes that then creates some boundary issues. And um, I think there, there comes a point in time where you have to start setting and then demanding respect for your boundaries there. And I, I know Maggie, you've done that as well uh, with some of you, I've, uh, you know, with us trying to set some meetings, you've told me, no, I can't do it at that time. And I've respected that. And I said, okay, we'll, we'll find a different time. Uh, but you've also delegated as well and, and said, you know, I'm going to have this person do that webinar for me while I go do this other one. And, and so that, that's a good example of setting boundaries and, and using them. Um, but I think a lot of us, when it comes to just the whole thing with time management, we just don't, you know, sometimes we just don't even know where to begin because we're so busy and we can't just slow down long enough to even just think about it. Um, would y'all all agree with that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So where do we begin? What I want to do is, is I just want to go through some steps of, uh, to effective time management. And so where do, I got this from, from some research, but this is, ba this is really from a lot of things that I, I, I really try to do to manage my time uh, more effectively. And I'm not saying I'm perfect at it. Uh, everybody's a work in progress. Um, but, uh, you know, I hope, I hope this helps, uh, in, in some way or another for all, for everybody that's on. So, um, a process that I use with everything and, um, whether it's, uh, in business or life or anything, it, it's, it's always a continual process of evolving. And so, um, I always start with assess and then go to planning, then to implementation and then evolution. And so um, in those four phases, what that does is it creates, it gives me a methodical way, a, a systematic way to approach anything and ultimately get to a solution as opposed to letting it still be a problem. And so that's, that's the way I want to go through this today is, you know, assess, plan, implement, evolve. And so go through all of those um, at one at a time. So first is how, do, how to assess. 
So um, I want to talk about two tools that we can use. And I want to ask everybody, because I did send you the link to the uh, time management self-assessment. Um, and, and then the other thing is the, is the time audit. And, um, and so those are two tools that we can use to help assess your current effectiveness. And so when you're assessing, the important thing is, is to at least establish some baselines, at least give you something to measure against. And so these are two tools that you can use to kind of create something to measure yourself against. So I want to ask, who took the time management self-assessment? Scott? Yes. I, I took it, but uh -huh. I would be interested in taking it again, now that we've had this pandemic for 4,000 days in a row, um, <laughs> yes. because kind of like you said with Maggie, I don't want to say I was excited about a pandemic, but like I told my team and Lori can attest to this, like this will be a good opportunity for us to get caught up and we can really take some time and evaluate and clean things up. No, it's been whatever to the walls all day long every day you don't see he told me I was recording so I had to clean that up right <laughs> so it's been and you know the webinars overlap like now that everything's a webinar and then when you have different time zones you know like so it's just all of a um big shuffle yeah. and you're at home and so like I would be interested in taking it Again, to Again. see the difference. Um, yeah. <clears throat> the, the link that I sent out, you should be able to t take it at any time and then it will score you. So, yeah. Um, so, but how, how did you rank? How did you score before all this? Audra? I don't even remember. That, oh, see, yeah. it's been so long ago. I have a yeah. concussion, Scott. I don't know. Uh, and yeah. I don't know how to of my screen down to look but uh okay i mean i feel like i scored about like i wasn't really shocked i guess as when i looked at the results so oh wait i may have it over here please hold continue okay. on yeah hey and by the way just as long just just no f-bombs that's all so <laughs> you, you can say anything else audra just joking make me um, sound like i have the dirty mouth thanks scott <laughs> So anyway, um, did anybody else take the, the self-assessment? I took it and I'm trying to look back to see, cause I'm like Audra, it's, it's been so long, uh -huh. you know, and um, like you were talking about um, boundaries. One thing that I know that has changed is I don't work from eight to five anymore. And it's been very difficult to set those boundaries because I deal with clients um, directly. And so I feel when they call for um, help, everything is very drastic. And so you can't just say, you know, it's five o'clock and I'm done. You know, yeah. we're very accessible now that we're at home as well. So, you know, people don't realize that um, we just don't honor the five o'clock you know, quitting time anymore. Well, and, and this whole deal is interesting because it has created a situation where it's like, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I think when Caitlin, you know, made note the other day that Monday was a holiday and my response was, you know, at this point in time, I don't even know what a weekend is, much less yeah. a holiday, you know, I mean, it's just all blurred together. So, um, 
you know, with that though, I, I think it's still, I think it's even, it's even more important now to set boundaries and, and try, and we're going to talk about it here in a minute. What are your hours of operations? And then how do you plan for interruptions in that as well, especially with your work, Lori, you know, have you, so have you noticed that there's people are calling you at, at different times that they usually would like in the evening or. Yeah, I get a lot of calls. First thing, they're either like about 7.15 or 7.30. Okay. In the morning, and then I get calls in the evening when people start, you know, people live in the moment in a bad way. You were talking about being present. But yeah. when people are in crisis and they're trying to survive, they're living really, it's like hour to hour. Yeah. And, and it's like when they're going to bed that they um, realize that they have something due tomorrow or the day after. I mean, everything is crisis and critical and, you know, and people aren't coping as well. Uh-huh. You know, they're, people are, um, they're very stressed and the way that they used to communicate to me, you know, before it's different now because there's always a sense of urgency and they know if they need help from me that I can't just supply them, you know, with um, help today. A lot of times I have to wait for assistance. I need approval. So, um, you know, everything is completely different. It's a different world. Yeah. Sure. Anybody else experiencing that as well? Yes, I got a tech. We celebrated Dawn's birthday um, Tuesday evening with our daughter. And I got a text about 7.30 that said, are you busy? And I was like, yeah, sorry, celebrating my husband's birthday. But, you know, on any other given night, that would have been probably the perfect time because during the day I'm on a webinar or in a meeting or, and so, um, yes, we are more accessible than we've ever been. And it just looks different than it's ever been. Um, but a lot of times when I, when I work with my families is at night because during the day I'm doing whatever other stuff it is that I'm, I mean, returning 22 phone calls in one day or whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It just looks a whole lot different than what you thought it would have looked like on March 13th when it all broke. Like, Absolutely. You know, when you thought you were packing up your office for like two weeks or something. Yeah. No, it just looks completely different. Yeah. And here we are. Um, Monday's June one. So yeah, interesting. Well, so as we look at this again, you know, I, I think it's important to, and, and I, I, I would encourage everyone to take the self-assessment again to, to set some baselines because I, I want to touch back on, on what uh, Audra, both you and Lori had talked about. And as it relates to how do you set boundaries and how do you, how do you determine what, um, what's negotiable and what's non-negotiable? especially when hey, it's Scott. Yes. Could you resend that link? Cause I just can't find it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll resend it to the group after this. Thank so you. So uh, the, but anyway, you know, we all know what the self-assessment is. The, you know, the series of statements, it's on a Likert scale um, and it creates a score. These are the types of questions that it, or the statements that it makes. And uh, you can rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 on how well you relate. So, um, and then from there you can, you can, uh, you know, at least set a baseline. And so one thing that I want to note on this is the whole idea behind this is not to 
be perfect um, is to be real with yourself and to at least just determine, you know, where am I at? Like just at least set a baseline to give yourself something to measure against. Cause once you have that, you can, you can at least create a goal out of that. And, and then, um, you know, let this be an indicator of, of success. Now, a couple of things on this, there's leading and there's lagging indicators. This is a lagging indicator. And so that what that means is, is, um, it's something that, that you can use to focus on to, to, to create, um, you know, to know that you've uh, moved forward, but it's a lot like crime rate. You know, if, if we just focused on the crime rate as our indicator for success, by the time we get that crime rate, um, we're already behind and we're going to be taking a reactive approach to it. And so, you know, we, although it is an important measurement, it does measure success, what it, what you could use this as is is an indicator for success, but it helps you uh, create. And, and what I would challenge each of you to do is to create what I call leading indicators, which are um, they're the more proactive uh, approach to measurement. And so, with that, what I want what I want you to use this as a tool, uh, you know, is to look at the different areas where you don't score yourself very high. And think about what are some actions that I can put into place and, and maybe even put that in your 30 day three step, you know, some specific actions I can put into place to maybe increase that number a, a little bit and let that be your leading indicator. And, um, you know, so for example, I, you know, I feel organized, say that you rank low on that. Well, maybe the next 30 days you focus on making sure, and I know that we've worked through this uh, with this group, but you know, thinking about, you know, I'm going to make sure that at least two days out of the week, I clean my desk off or I clean my room or I make my bed or whatever it is. And let that be the number you focus on because then that will change, you know, the overall goal of what you're, you know, trying to achieve there. So does that make sense? The difference between leading and lagging and the, the indicators? Yes. I found my scores. Okay. My score from the time management thing. Okay, out of um, uh, between 39 and 90 points, I scored 43.3%. Okay. <laughs> so kind of in the middle. But what I identified through this is that I can get satisfaction or feel like I've had a really good day because I've been incredibly busy. And at the end of the day, sometimes not all that productive or I didn't um, complete something in that day because I'm doing so many different things. Yeah. So, but, but you still, but you can still feel satisfaction just because of the fact that you were busy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've just been yeah. busy. I feel productive and I get home, you know, and it may be uh, that I'm, I have ADD. <laughs> yeah. I did as a child. So it's like, you know, I, I chase butterflies everywhere, but, um, but you know, we just have busy jobs because, you know, we deal with people and, and so we follow problems. And like you said, you know, we put out fires. So we yeah. chase fires. Yeah. But, um, well, yeah, I got you. So, I mean, that's not a bad score. And again, it's, it's not about being perfect. This is just about assessing yourself. This is just a tool that you can use to at least, you know, turn your attention on to, you know, maybe some problem issues that you have. And, uh, and you know, this is about continual growth. And so, um, 
the next is the time audit. And so this is a periodic assessment of where you spend your time. And so this tool will be something, I'll send it out to the group uh, after this, but that you could use to really, really look at where's your time being spent now? Because here's the thing, um, you know, eight to five is not, it's not the right way to spend your time. You know, that, that doesn't have to be your hours of operation. Your hours of operation may could be 10 to 11, one to three, and then seven to eight. You know, I mean, it, it, um, it, but, it, but it all depends on where you find yourself spending your time on work and then where you find yourself spending your time other places. And so the time audit could help you, you know, if, if, you're, if you're diligent about it, you know, going and, and looking through and, and categorizing each, each, of the, each of the hours that you spend in the day and then also noting the interruptions, you can start to see some trends if you do that, at least over a, a, a two-week time period of, of, of when, um, when you're getting interruptions the most or when you find yourself spending time or when you find yourself feeling more productive and just wanting to work as opposed to just hanging out and like hanging out with family or friends or just relaxing. And, and what this can do then is lead to the next thing, which in, in the planning phase I'm going to talk about is setting your hours of operation, but also planning for the interruptions as well. So this could be a good tool as well. So one to set a baseline, but then one to also really just assess and start to notice some things that lead into the next phase, which is, you know, the, the, the planning. And so let me back up. And so when it comes to planning, there's three different areas that I think you should focus on. Um, a, the, the very first part, determine your values. Uh, the next is scheduling your hours of operation and then break and block your calendar. And so I want to talk about how, how we can do that and um, how that all plays in. So first one, determine values. I think, you know, y'all know me, but in all aspects of life, we need to effectively determine what's most important to us. Um, and then you need to make sure that you take action to protect it and then um, use it as something to determine what you're willing and not willing to do, your negotiables and your non-negotiables. And then with respect to time management, you know, I, I think we, we need to determine what are our values when it comes to work with family and friends, hobbies, relaxation, whatever category it is. Um, really think about that. Um, what do we value the most and when? When are we gonna value it the most and when are we gonna be protective of that and, and not negotiate? Um, or when, when are there, are there gonna be some periods of time during our day that are gonna be negotiable? Um, and again, there's no right or wrong way of doing that. It's just, I think you need to, you need to be cognizant of this um, and, and, and think about this as you go through and start trying to plan out what your schedule is or um, you know, how, how you're gonna set your boundaries when it comes to time management. So uh, the second is hours of operation. So step one in time management is to set a schedule. And so again, like what I said, um, use the audit tool to help you create what you would deem as your hours of operation. Now with this, this isn't um, necessarily, uh, hold on real quick. I think uh, we have somebody wanting to, I think Maggie's joining back in. One second. Okay. So with this, with, when it comes to hours of operation, I wanna, I wanna make a few notes on this. Um, it defines when we're open and when we're closed. 
And so basically this is based on what we value the most, but it's also, uh, it's also repre it's, it's, it's in as a result of, you know, us doing a time audit and figuring out when are we feeling most productive? When are we having those interruptions? All of that. Um, but this isn't a, this isn't a very, this isn't a rigid, strict, you know, schedule. Um, you know, I, I think there needs to still be some flexibility in it because after all, this is life and, you know, we, we have to expect that. But it can be something that you can use as a basis for yourself to say, you know, from, from six to seven, um, every day I'm going to focus on a hobby or my family and friends or relaxation or work or whatever but you need to create what your hours of operation um, are for all aspects of your life, for work, for family and friends, for hobbies, for relaxation, for everything. You need, you need to schedule that out, which is the next thing you need to break and block your calendar. And so what does that mean? You know, once you've determined what your hours of operation are going to be, uh, what what you pro, what you've prioritized, what your negotiables are, what your non-negotiables are, you need to uh, you need to break it down. And you need to block off the time in your calendar. And so the way that I've done this, and the way that I do it a lot, is you know um, during even during my I, I know what my work hours are going to be, but even down in in that I break those down between projects a lot of times. And so say that we're working on a, a grant and you know, I will actually put that in the calendar for an hour and a half on Tuesday at three is, you know, this grant. I'm going to work on it during this time or I'm going to work on that project. And so that's how, I, you know, I block my calendar off. And I even do that with, um, you know, if, if the girls, if they have something going on at school, I just block it off. And if anybody asks me um, if I have availability or anything like that, I just tell them, no, I have a meeting. And so, or I, I just say, no, I'm going to, you know, watch my girls do something because that's something important for me. I want them to have their dad uh, around. And so I'm, um, I'm willing to, you know, schedule some times. And a lot of times that may cut into my, my work hours, but then it gives me the opportunity to adjust my hours of operation that day to maybe spend some more time later on during the day on some stuff. So, but I block it out. And, and schedule the time under those four categories, under the work, family, friend, hobbies, and relaxation. And so, again, um, with that, schedule time for interruptions. And so the way that I do that a lot of times is most of the time, unless like somebody's needing CPR right now, you can at least tell them, let's wait, you know, let me call you back in 30 minutes when I'm done doing whatever I need to be done doing. Um, and with that, I, I usually will schedule at least a 15 to 30 minute buffer between activities. And that gives me the opportunity to, if I have an interruption, I can address it. And if it's important enough, I can then change my schedule around. So does that make sense? So um, schedule your interruptions. And so if you're, so Lori, back to what you were talking about, you know, you found that you're getting a, a lot of calls here and there. You know, I, I think as you do your time audit, you may look at that and, and think, you know, when am I getting those calls mostly? Um, and see if you can find some trends and, and, and even just put it in your calendar and, and schedule that just to know that, hey, this is family time, but I could expect to, you know, I, I need to make sure that I have a buffer here or something to where I can, I can still be there for my clients. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It makes a lot of sense. And, 
you know, I um, sort of got off on the wrong foot, meaning well. Um, I told my clients that the squeaky wheel gets the grease, you know, so it's like you really got to reach out to me when you need help. And what I found out was I gave my time management over to other people. So people learned, you know, to call me and then they've learned what hours that they can get me the quickest. I mean, I had one client tell me, it's like she can text me at certain times of the day and I may not get back to her right away. But if she texts me in the evening, then she can always get me. And so, um, and so, you know, that's how it started out and I'm slowly bringing my boundaries back and I'm able to determine, you know, in just a few texts, if it's, you know, CPR <laughs> yeah. or if it's something that can wait until tomorrow. Yeah. And, you know, now that we've all calmed down a little bit, you know, at first everybody was dying and, um, and there were some very, there were some CPR situations. I mean, I had to do a welfare check and I had a couple of people who, um, who really thought that they needed help, that yeah. that they could harm themselves. But you know, we've backed off and we've we've gotten better. So you know, I've gotten better as well. So. Yeah, and 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 I, you know, that that goes back to your values, though. I mean, you 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 value your clients. It's it's obvious all of you do. Um, they're very very important to you, and and that creates a situation where I mean, they're almost like family to you. You know, and. Um, but, but again, you know, in situations like that, where someone is maybe dealing like, you know, dealing with, per, with depression and, and, and talking, you know, saying things that make you think you're going to, they're going to harm themselves, obviously, you know, that's a, that's CPR, that's a fire. That's, you know, that needs to be put out immediately. Um, but I think a lot of times, you know, you know, you, you can, you can at least take some time to say, you know, Hey, you're, you're highly emotional right now, but I want to let you know, it's going to be all, it'll be okay. Let me call you back at this time or tomorrow or whatever. And we'll take care of it until then just hang tight and it's going to be just fine, you know, kind of thing. And, um, but that's where having hours of operations can help. And then also it can, it can help you kind of backtrack on the whole, you know, changing, changing your client's perspective on, you know, well, if I'm a squeaky wheel, I'm going to get the oil. Mm -hmm. You know, you can go back and say, Hey, here's, here's kind of a new way that we're doing some things. Um, you know, if, if, if you have a life threatening emergency, a, a situation, obviously call me at, you know, whenever at any time. But other than that, if you have an issue, you know, here's when I'm available and here's when you can reach out kind of thing. So, um, so again, schedule for interruption. So, how to fight fires. So this is something that um, I think all of us could kind of use uh, at, at, at certain times in our life. I think we all have fires, but when you break and block your calendar, it's important to schedule time for interruptions. So here's, uh, here's a way that you can define those interruptions and, and really think in terms of that. And, it, and it, we've already been talking about it, but I, I rank them as red to white. So red is it's high. It means that this is something that needs to be addressed. The house is actually on fire. We need to go get a fire hose and put the fire out. Right now, we're all, you know, or the house can burn down. So it's something that is a legitimate threat to life, either yours or someone else's, uh, or it could also be something that's extremely important um, to effective operations, like within the organization, um, you know, within your job. It could be something that absolutely needs to be taken care of right now, and it, you know, but it has to be addressed right now. So red, high. 
Now, I want to talk about that because a lot of us can sometimes think that anything's red and hot, but it's, we, we, we really have to, um, as, as best as possible, and I'm, I'm not saying that I'm the best at this either, but really try to look at it from a rational perspective and, and really think, is the house really on fire? Does this need to be addressed right this minute? So orange, uh, it's important, but not high. So it's something that doesn't necessarily have to be addressed, but could be addressed within the next 24 hours. It, it needs to at least be addressed within the next 24 hours uh, within a, or, or by the end of the day, um, you know, or, you know, but at least it could wait maybe a couple of hours. And so yellow, something that could be addressed maybe in the next 48 to 72 hours, you know, the next three days or so. Uh, it's moderate. Um, it, and, and so, and then wide, it's really not an emergency. It's something that needs to be addressed within the next week, couple of weeks, or even a month. And so I'll, I'll I want to share this, you know, just for you to use as a gauge, you know, when you have people coming to you, whether it be a client or a coworker to really, to really rate the fire that's, that's being presented to you to really understand is this, is this truly a fire and, and, and use these, uh, this, this criteria to really define it. And then that can help you say, you know, um, yeah, the house really isn't on fire. This is really important. So here's, here's the deal. Um, I will get with you by the end of the day on this and we will have something figured out or I'll get with you within the next two to three days. Um, you know, and, and, um, it also creates a situation where you're able to devise and create a better solution a lot of times, because if you get emotional with the person as they come to you, and, um, and, and you start firing off decisions, that's the worst time to make decisions when you're emotional um, because you end up, um, A, probably not making the best decision. I mean, how many of us have watched a, a horror movie and we're yelling at the screen because they're going up the stairs and they need to be going down and running out the house? Like, you know, it's, it's obvious. But you think about it, if you're getting chased by Jason or Freddie, you're going to make dumb decisions too because you're emotional. So anyway... You got to think rational, um, and and so really, this is a way to help you know create a method. So, um, and 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 rank it. So I would encourage um, when I send this uh, slide deck out, like print this off, put it on your desk, and just to kind of use as a gauge for your fires. So a couple other tips: um, someone else's emergency is not your emergency, and so that's something that's big because. A lot of people can come to you and it can be a real emergency for them or they feel like it is and they expect it to be an emergency for you. But you gotta really determine, is this really my emergency? And, um, and then also no matter how severe the fire is, you should always consider whether or not you are the person who needs to be putting it out. Um, delegate, you know, I, I talked about Maggie earlier. She's, she's, I've, I've experienced her delegating, um, you know, some of uh, her webinars and everything. And, She's done a good job at that. But um, again, if the house is on fire, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm going to call the fire department to come put the fire out because they have a, they have a bigger hose than my garden hose, you know, and they're just going to be more effective at it. So you got to think in terms of that, is there somebody more effective to put that out? And then um, there are factors that you can control and others that you can't. So if you can control it, then do it. If you can't, you need to realize that you can't and figure out how to deal with it then. And so just a couple of tips, but I, th I think a big one is that number one, I think a lot of people 
really think that their emergency is everybody's emergency. And, um, you know, I think that step one to setting boundaries is to say that, hey, you know, I know it's, I know it feels like an emergency to you, but it, it, it's a really not and or it's not my emergency. Um, and sometimes that can be hard. I'm not saying that this is an easy thing to do. But hopefully with the tools that you have, and if you set the hours of operation and, and, and you focus on, you know, trying to maintain that and then maintain your values, it's going to give you, um, it's going to give you the confidence um, to say at least, oh man, I can't deal with this right now, but I can here in about an hour. And so at least give you an opportunity to um, assert yourself in, in a respectful way and, um, and set those boundaries. And so... So Scott, yes. How do you work around other people in a sense setting your boundaries? So for an example, <clears throat> there are lots of times when Velvet sets a meeting for me and she doesn't look at my schedule to know I already have something. So now it's a board member versus uh, I'm going to say Audra. So how do I make that decision? And then when it comes back, I may have Randy booking something or people sending, I get Bombarded. 10 emails a day with people saying, can you call me immediately? Well, I'm you on shaft Audra. What? Yeah. I said, you shaft Audra. She's flexible. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I just, so I mean, it's, it's, very difficult. I mean, I kind of relate to Lori and Audra from the perspective is people really assume that Maggie should be available to them at every minute and I yep. should be able to answer them right now. So that's a prime example as, as you work your way up as a leader within an organization, more and more people want you and expect you to be there. And so that can be a difficult situation. And again, it, it goes back to um, a, you know, determining, so I would say, so the issue with Velvet is, um, you know, I think that there needs to be very clear communication between you and her on, hey, these are my hours of operation and you need to be cognizant of my calendar before you schedule something. And, and so, but the second thing is, is, you know, you have board member coming to you as, as compared to somebody else um, you know, I think that with that, um, A, um, it's okay to tell a board member no. Um, if, if there is something that is more, uh, an issue more pressing, but the, the biggest thing is, is determine, you know, what's, what's the most important meeting that you need to take in, in, in terms of your position. And so as a leader of the organization, you have, you have a, you're juggling a lot. Um, but I think that in those, in those moments when you're having, when you, when you're getting hit, you need to really determine what is, what is of most priority right now and what do I need to address first and what could wait and, and, and how can I, you know, you know, so maybe you tell the board member, Hey, I'm dealing with the HR issue right now with Randy. I'm, I'm going to be doing that for the next three hours. And so can we plan our time? Can we reschedule or whatever for this time? And so that could be an example if, uh, you know, kind of going back to the, you know, ranking your fire, 
and, and, you know, but it's all about prioritization, I think. Um, and then, you know, the deal with Velvet, you know, if you have someone running your schedule again, that's just, that's coordination, you know, with her and effective communication there. So does that make sense to everybody? Does anybody else have any questions on that? Did that help Maggie? Yes, it did. Thank you. Well, you know, through this, um, process like taking like you said a minute ago taking the time to assess rather than just get caught up in somebody else's fire you know and running around you know with them and and their disaster i found that um taking that time to actually assess the situation when a client calls or somebody calls demanding my attention uh -huh. and then um um having total transparency with them because even though there's an emergency like you said there's certain things that i can't control or can't do yeah. i have to work within my infrastructure this is what i'm able to provide for you and if i can't do it then i can make referrals and but the assessment is so important because i, I have to be willing to allow some people to be uncomfortable you know if yeah. it's not a fire then this is just going to be uncomfortable for a few days until we can work it out and people have to calm down and deal you know this is what i have for you and if it's not then you have to take your fire somewhere else yeah and i've gotten to that place with people so and i'll say this lori you know when we did the disc profiles you were you were like me you're an i you're a people pleaser and so am i it really bugs me to think that somebody might be mad at me or that mm -hmm. i upset them so I need every tool I can that to create the confidence. And so again, if I can go back and say, you know, this isn't within my hour of oper hours of operation or whatever, you know, the, the more I block out my schedule, it, it gives me the confidence to tell people no, which is a bad, which is a, it's difficult for me. I have a hard time telling people no. Um, yeah. But you know, when I started blocking out my calendar, and setting my schedule and then kind of using a rating scale like what we're looking at right here you know it's it, it created a situation where i was able to say no and and not feel like it was so such a conflict i guess right um you know it gave me the confidence so another imp important thing to remember here is the more so people will treat you how you allow them to treat you and the more you assert yourself and the more you set your boundaries, the more people will respect that and not be coming to you as often with their emergency expecting you to um, address it. And so that's an important thing to, to think about. Um, people will treat you the way that you allow them to treat you. And so, um, you know, you, you, you got to think about, you know, whether or not you it's a value of yours to be respected and for people to respect your time as well. So the more you press your boundaries, although it may be uncomfortable at first, it creates a situation where it's not hard um, in the long term because people will then know how you operate and they will, they'll start to think that th think to themselves, well, before I go to her, you know, is she going to consider this something that needs to be addressed right now? Or is she going to tell me to wait three days? Maybe I'll just shoot her a quick email and tell me to get back with me in the next couple of days kind of thing. So, sure. but it's worth it. So how to implement, uh, implementation is, uh, it's easy. Just work your plan. So <laughs> once you've, once you've created your plan, uh, again, the biggest thing 
is to implement it. And so once you have a plan of action, work the plan, stick to it, try not to budge as much as possible. Again, this is about setting boundaries. This is about earning people's respect and, and letting them know that, you know, this is, this is my time uh, and I'll make time for you later kind of thing. You know, it's important to be persistent and, and create that and create that good habit. Cause again, every leader that, that I've worked with personally in, in my career as a consultant, every successful leader, one thing that I've noticed about them is they have healthy, ha they have healthy habits that they implement on a daily basis. That's the number one trait that all of them carry. And, and so, you know, with that boundaries, that's a healthy habit uh, to implement on a daily basis, have the healthy boundaries. Again, rate your fires and address them accordingly. So take the slide deck, print that page off. And, and, you know, when someone comes to you and they're, they have their fireman suit on, uh, you can ask them exactly what their fire is and then you can rate it for yourself and then make a determination of how you're going to, to address it. So. So a couple of implementation techniques that I like to use and um, kind of a couple of my favorites. Number one is the 20 minute sprint. And so what that means is that when I'm blocking off my calendar, um, I find that I am really, really effective if I can at least just say all, I, all I'm going to do is just 20 minutes. I'm just going to work on this one thing for 20 minutes. This has helped me with procrastination. It's helped me... Um, uh, and, and it's helped me just be more productive. And so what that means is I'm going to block off my calendar for 20 minutes because really, again, unless someone needs CPR right now, there's not a whole lot that can happen in 20 minutes. That's going to be just like earth shattering, uh, in most of our lives. And so I will, I will, I will put, I'll turn off notifications on my phone. I will silence it or put it in my desk, even just get it out of the way make sure that all my distractions are gone as much as possible. And I will focus on whatever it is I'm going to focus on for the next 20 minutes. And so what this does is it creates a situation where I then get put into a zone uh, and, and, and I'm doing, I'm, 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 I'm even more productive, but it creates a situation where I'm focused in on this and um, I end up working on it typically more than 20 minutes um, until I, you know, I have to stop or whatever, but it at least gets me started and it gets me focused um, and in some kind of a zone to where I'm, I'm ultra productive on it. And so 20 minute sprints, that's something that I do. Again, with regard to procrastination, if it's something I really don't want to work on, um, you know, I just say, okay, all I got to do is just 20 minutes of it. I just 20 minutes and do as much as I can, then I can stop at the end of that 20 minutes. But at least I'm doing something. I'm getting something done on it. And it's uh, helping me not procrastinate. So the other thing is the parking lot. And I think that we've all, I think, you know, if you've ever been in a business meeting, I think we've all used, you know, heard the parking lot. Um, it, it's a thing that if it's not on the agenda, you say, let's put it in the parking lot and we'll address it later. But it's a way to tell people, hey, I, I see that what you're coming to with, with me is important and I want to talk about it and address it, but I'm just not going to do it right now. So I'm going to put it in the parking lot and here's when, here's when we're going to go get all the cars out of the parking lot. And so those are two, uh, two techniques that are some of my favorites that have enabled me to set boundaries, but then also be productive. So 
couple of other things. Uh, there's the Kanban technique, the 80-20 rule, the 4D method. Um, there's a lot of different ones, eat the frog, you know, and so um, the Pomodoro technique, that's kind of a, similar to the 20-minute sprint. You set a timer for, I think, 30 minutes. They, they even make like a timer now, and um, that's specifically for the Pomodoro technique. And, and so there's a lot of different ways um, that you can, you know, use some time management techniques. So I put a link to a pretty cool uh, article that you can click on and look and find something that works for you because, you know, not everything works the same for everyone. You have to adapt it. And so maybe you can find some stuff at, um, at that link to help you uh, when it comes to implementation and, uh, and setting those boundaries and being productive. So any questions there? Any thoughts? I have a thought. I hope I'm not totally like the only one talking, but, um, and I kind of am, but the 20 minute sprints, I've never uh -huh. seen it written down before, but that is, if you're, I operate well with a deadline. If you yes. give me a deadline, I will, you know, I will get there. And so I do that with housekeeping and I do that with, um, documentation, things like that, that I, it's like, I'm going to set, you know, it's like by two o'clock. I'm going to try to have this much done and I will work like a demon until I get to that point when, you know, sometimes I can meander if I don't set, if I don't give myself a time like that. So, but I do that here at the house too with my family and they don't respond. <laughs> they, right. they don't care so much about my dead, my 20 minute sprint, but it's like, I'll be sweating at the end of that. It's like, Oh, you know, cause I wanted to get that much in, then it's time to do something else. So that's a very effective tool. If you're somebody who works, well with deadlines so i will say that yeah for sure and you know um i'm gonna look at i'm gonna do something I'll, i wonder if anybody has ever done any research on like relating effective like motivational like motivation fact like like what you're talking about timelines or 20 minute sprints as it relates to your specific personality trait um, you know, like Lori, you and I are the same in a lot of ways. And so of course you're going to find that effective because, you know, we kind of think the same way because we're both high eyes, but, um, I'm going to, I'm going to look and see if I find something, I'll send it out to you that may, you know, if you're a driver, do this, if you're a compliant, do that or, you know, whatever. So we'll, uh, I'll look around and we'll see. Cool. Anybody else? Any other thoughts? So how to evolve, go back to the whole process of assess, plan, implement, evolve. And so the way that you evolve is to go back and reassess yourself against the baseline that you set from the beginning. And so you should constantly be going back and, and evaluating, um, you know, look at the time management assessment and, and look at the areas that, that were a problem and then ask yourself, is this still an issue? Am I, am I progressing in any way? What am I doing right? What am I not doing right? You always got to constantly be going in this circle of assess, plan, implement, and evolve. And so evolving is just starting the process all over again. Uh, I encourage you to regularly do a time audit uh, periodically um, to understand, you know, how your schedule's changing. And, and see how it's, it's being affected. Um, it's not, I'm not saying that this is the funnest work or the easiest work, but if you're persistent with it and you're, in, in you, and you're intentional with it, it can create a situation where, 
you know, you get to that point where people highly respect your time um, and, and you're able to set effective boundaries. And, um, and, you know, not everyone thinks that their emergency is yours. So um, with that, uh, oh, oh, what I suggest is every 90 days. So every, every three months, you know, um, I would encourage you to reassess yourself, you know, really, again, you know, look at those areas that were a problem and see if you're making any progress with them. And if you're not, then figure out, well, what am I not doing right? And, and, and work to try to create a plan around overcoming that boundary. And then, you know, every, every 90 days, look at your calendar again, look at your, do a time audit and see how that schedule is changing. And so uh, it'll help you have more effective hours of operation. It'll help you create a situation where you can plan time for um, the different areas that you value the most, all the way from hobbies to, you know, to work, to family. So, and, and set those healthy boundaries. So, a um, couple of things about evolution that I do want to talk about are, um, there are things that are inside your control and there are things that are outside your control. So you need to be cognizant of that. Now, so when you're looking at, um, when you reassess yourself and you're, and you're saying, you know, man, this still, this problem still persists, you need to think, well, is it something that I'm doing wrong or that I can actually control myself? Is it internal? Um, is it up to me to identify uh, what the strategy to implement is? Or is it external? Is it something that's really out, outside of my control and how do I address this? And so an example of this could be, um, you know, maybe what you, you, you have a, an issue with constant interruption and it may be a, a, a coworker or, or, you know, or something or a factor within maybe your office building, you know, maybe a, you know, some people get interrupted and, and can have their focus taken away by the littlest things. I'm one of those, like I can be sitting here working all of a sudden there's a buzz and I'm like, just looking off trying to figure out what the buzz is and so 10 minutes later I, I, I remember I was doing a 20 minute sprint but you know but that's something that's outside of my control so you know what I need to do is figure out how if there's any way possible can I address that and so you know work to find whoever it is and so in that case I'd find the maintenance man and say hey man you need to fix that buzz because it's messing with me so could be your supervisor could be a spouse you know but the whole idea is to um, another way that, that we can set boundaries and then that we can earn respect from other people is to go to them and say, Hey, I'm having an issue and here's, here's how it's affecting me. Um, and, and here's, you know, I need your help addressing it. And so, um, but think in terms of that, are, are the, is it inside? Is it an internal thing? Can you actually create some solutions around it or is it external? Is it outside your control? and think about how you can best address that. So does that make sense, internal, external? Okay. So with that, time management, it's about empowering yourself to take control and set boundaries. Again, we've talked about that a lot. I, I mean, this, this does tie into that, just setting those healthy boundaries. And, and again, you know, people will treat you the way that you allow them to. And so people will continue making their emergencies yours as long as you continue allowing their emergencies to be yours. Uh, it's a constant state of evolution. It's, it's, it's a nonstop flow, <laughs> assess, plan, implement, and evolve constantly. 
Um, it's all about becoming more effective, more productive, more present. For me, that's, that's what drives me to want to take an assessment or audit my time and block off my calendar because I desire to truly be present no matter what I'm doing. So if it's with the hobby, with my family or at work, you know, I, I just want to be there. I want to make sure I'm hundred percent there. Um, and at the end of the day, it's more than about you. Um, this is, this is helping you protect your family and your clients, your colleagues, um, everyone that you're involved in. So does anybody have any questions or any thoughts? Okay, so I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, we went through the whole training with the group. Um, again, this is to uh, give you some value, uh, hopefully help you with your own personal time management, um, give you some tools, um, and, and, but also give you an insight into what the inside of Impact Launch looks like as we, we did an interactive training with, a, with an active Impact Launch group. So with that, we made reference to a lot of tools. Um, during the during the training, I want to let you know that in this email, I do give you access to the uh, the time management assessment. So you can go test yourself, set your own baselines, and and, and assess yourself. But then also, um, I'm giving you a copy of the slide deck from the presentation as well as um, the, uh, the the time audit. Um, so I hope that you use those, and I hope that it uh, it creates a situation where it, where it strengthens you, uh, makes you a better professional, better leader within your organization. Um, uh, I hope you even share it with your teams to, to just, just help out in any way possible. So if you found this valuable and uh, you'd like to learn more about Impact Launch, I'd love for you to, to visit us at www.impactlaunch.com and look at the ways that we can engage. There's multiple ways that, that uh, we work with our clients. And so everywhere from self-paced online platforms, online programs, to one-on-one to -on -one coaching, to, to consulting, to, to us coming in as a, and, and working together with your teams to help um, grow your organization, to help you become a better leader, um, clarify your vision, and, and create actionable solutions uh, to problems you may be having. So I uh, would definitely love to visit with you if you have an interest or if you have a need in any way. So don't hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, you can reach out to us uh, via email at info at caldwellbg.com uh, or you can just go to, uh, like I said, www.impactlaunch.com. There's plenty of ways to make contact with us there. So. I hope this was uh, uh, fruitful for you. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope it inspires you to go out and make something happen. Have a great day.